0: It down positive and confident expectation of good that good will happen to me that's hope that's scripture hope so Bible talks about Abraham Abraham believed in hope he's talking about Abraham had a confident expectation of good are you following so when i have a confident expectation a positive expectation of god's goodness coming to me that's hope then faith gives substance to my hope. Now listen and listen very carefully. Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It says the evidence, mark that word, the evidence of things not seen. What's that telling you? Faith does not require physical evidence. Did you hear what I said? The problem, what I many people don't understand faith is that they are looking for physical evidence physical evidence. And faith does not require physical evidence because faith is spiritual. Faith is spiritual. And you must have, as the Bible says, evidence of things not seen physically. It is seen with the eyes of the spirit, but it's not seen physically. So for instance, I tell you that I have faith, I have money in my account. Then somebody says, oh, this person is rich. And then I show him the physical account. He's seen minus 2,000 naira in the account, and I say, I have all the money I require, then the guy says maybe something's wrong with this guy, but he doesn't understand that what I'm seeing he's not seeing, are you seeing that, because I'm seeing God's accounts, I'm seeing God's accounts, and whatever I need is supplied, are you seeing that so I said, I, I know that it's sorted out in the name of Jesus, then I take the, the bold step, because I know it is done, I take the bold step I, I, I make the move, I make the move Glory to God. You know, I I remember I remember the time, I remember the time we wanted to start this church. Something happened. I, I think I, I called some people together. I had a meeting with Corey and some other person. So I told them I need a list of <laughs> I told them I need a list of um, instruments that we need to buy. Gadgets we need to buy for church. And I told them I need top-notch gadgets. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So <laughs> They went to write the list for me and wrote all everything for me. So one day, I was calculating, and then of course we started to get the price, the price of everything, because in the market you pay with money. They started calculating everything, calculating, calculating, everything. Then I put it on Excel sheet. I saw the I saw the money going to more than ten million naira. I said, ah, I said, no no no, we cannot buy this type of things. At, at I told my wife said, you know what, maybe we should look for the one that is about one point five million we we'll just buy some things just for us to do something. And then my wife said, why will you do that? He says, no, no, no. And then God put me. God says, you, do you know what Jesus asked me? One, one day I was in Nepal. Jesus said, where's your faith? Hi. Hey. When he asked me that question, I knew that this is an insult. <laughs> when, every time Jesus asks you, where's your faith? He's, you, he's asking you, what's wrong with you? Where's your faith? I told you, so you have faith. You have faith. Now, where's the faith now? Now, you are seeing a mountain before you and then you are afraid of the mountain. When you say you shall say unto this mountain, he says be thou removed. That's what the word says. He says be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. So I said okay God, since you have said it, we'll do it that way. Are you following? I looked in my account. The money is not to one million. The next week, the next week, I picked up my phone. I started calling. I said we want to order, we want to order, we want to order all this. I'm telling the truth. Before you know it, as we make that move, the supply came. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? That's what faith does. That's what faith does, and that's the same way we'll buy land. That's the same way we'll buy everything. That's the same way we'll do everything by faith. We will never use human strength for anything. Bible says that by human strength, no man prevail. Are you seeing that? We have the strength of God. And listen, you can use faith in your business. You are saying, "Oh God, I need capital." The problem is not capital. That's your problem. You think it's capital you need. Hmm? The, the thing is that, can you see the business? Can you see it in your room? Can you see yourself selling the, selling to the customers? Can you see yourself gathering the money? Until you see it, you don't have it. And listen, let me tell you something. As a child of God, anything you get that you didn't get by faith, you are going to lose it. Are you what I'm telling you? In the same way, the Bible says that, You shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. Listen very carefully. Whatever you get as a Christian that you did not decree is illegal to happen to you. So, for instance, I didn't decree that um, I'll live in abundance. Then somebody gave me money. That money would be a waste. As a Christian, tell somebody, learn to decree. Say, learn to speak. Say, learn to use your faith. And listen, somebody say, well, pastor, the reason why my own faith doesn't work is that my faith is not as big as your own faith. That's a lie. That's a lie of the devil. From the pit of hell. That's a big lie. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, if your faith be as a grain of mustard seed. How many of you have seen salt before? You've seen salt? Raise your hand if you have seen salt. Okay, you haven't seen salt before? Raise your hand. Okay. You haven't seen salt before? (laughs) What of sugar? Grain of sugar. You've seen sugar before? All of you like sugar. Nice. Now, when you go back home today, pick up a grain of sugar. Look at it very carefully. And then say this, if my faith is as small as this, this tiny thing like this can move a mountain, not a rock. Not a rock, a mountain. A mountain. It says if your faith be as a grain of mustard seed, say thou shalt say unto this mountain. How can you bring grain of sugar to mountain? He's trying to tell you, "I'm going to use supernatural power." That's what he's, making, he's He's just making—he's making a fool of the mountain, just like when David brought sling to fight Goliath. Goliath said, "Am I a dog?" <laughs> Goliath said, "Today you are finished." He said, "You in fact." Goliath said, "I'm insulted by this nonsense. How can you bring a stone to fight me, six-footed man? I'm in fact, uh, ten-footed man. Stone to fight me." When even all the great army are afraid of this guy, David brought this, and David refused to wear the armor. He used faith to fight. The Bible says he took this thing and threw it. And that's it, Goliath fell down. In fact, listen, before David did that, David used faith, he used words. David says, today, he said, I will take off your head. He says, today you will know as a God in Israel. This your head, I will take it off. <laughs> Goliath said, what an insult. He said, this boy, I will fry him, I will roast him. The Bible says that The next thing they saw, the Bible says that David was doing like this, doing like this. The Bible says that David ran towards him and threw the stone. He didn't wait for Goliath to come. He went to him. And the Bible says that Goliath fell down flat. Bam! Then, as we were shouting, he was not done. He told him, today I will remove your head. He took Goliath's sword and cut off his head and carried the head up like this. The battle won. That's how to fight Goliath in your life. Anything that represents Goliath in your life, you'll find it by faith. It's a spiritual weapon. Don't be looking at your account. Don't be looking at your uncle and auntie, sister and brother, father and mother. No. Look at your heavenly father. Look at the angels backing you. Use your faith. Tell somebody, use your faith. And listen, the faith you have, Jesus gave you that faith. Because without faith, we'll see it in Hebrews. Let's let's move on, please. Verse 2. Verse 2. Verse 2. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things nothing. Read verse 2 for me. One to go. It says, For by it, what? The elders obtained a good testimony or good. Listen, if you are going to receive a good report, you must live a life of faith as a child of God. You cannot live your life based on your senses. You cannot live your life based on what you are seeing, based on what you are hearing, based on what you are feeling, based on what you are tasting. If you want to obtain good reports from God, you must live by faith. Next verse. Verse 3. This is the one I like. Read, want to go for me. Some of you are not reading. Let's stop, stop, stop. Verse 3, want to go read. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would know what God is saying? God is saying that the things you see today were made from things that were not seen. Are you following? Everything you can see with your two eyes today was made from something that was unseeable with the physical eyes. Faith made it physical. And listen, the Bible said the world were framed by the word of God. What is the word of God? I explain to you. The word of God is a person. The word of God is not um, what you read in your Bible. Listen very carefully. John chapter one verse one says, "In the beginning was the word." He said, "And the word was with God, and the word was God." He said the same. He said the same was in the beginning because it says all things were made by Him, not by it, by Him telling you that the word of God is a person. So what's the word of God? The word of God is the makeup of the words of God. So all the words of God are encapsulated in a man. His name is Jesus. So Jesus is the word of God. So the Bible says that now that the words we see today were framed by him. By the word of God. And the word framed, He says, says that we understand that the words, notice it says words, W-R-E-L-S do you notice that? Do you notice that? Plural. Is that, sing- that, is that singular? Good. You went to school. Plural, right? What was it telling you? So, 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 we say, ah. so, are you saying that we have many words? I'll explain. The Greek word there is aeon. Aeon. Aeon means your fear of contact, your cosmos. So, for instance, if I walk in the company, that is my world. Are you following? If I own a business, that is my world. That's my fear of contact. That, for instance, this church is our world. He said that this world will be framed by the word of God. Not by your intelligence. By the word of God. So you've got to frame your family by the word of God. You frame your life by the word of God. You frame your business by the word of God. Because the same way God framed the world by his word, you must frame your life, your endeavors, everything about your life by the word. Hallelujah. He says that so that the things which we are seeing were not made of things which are visible. Notice, he says, they are not made of things which are visible. They are not visible to the physical eyes, but they are visible to the spiritual eyes. Can you say Amen? Say, Father, open my eyes. You know, one time um, Gehazi was with Elijah. They came to attack Elijah. The army surrounded Elijah, <laughs> and Gehazi said, Prophet. He says, today we are finished. Elijah said, What do you mean? He said, They have surrounded us all around. You know what Elijah said? Elijah said, Father, open his eyes. And then he didn't say, Father, open my own because he was seeing. But what he was seeing, this guy was not seeing. He said, Father, open his eyes. Then Gehazi opened his eyes and saw. So he said, Ah, they that are for us are more than they that are against us. Hallelujah. He says that the army of God was even much more than the ones that came against us. But in the physical eyes, they saw the human beings everywhere. But they did not see the army of God that surrounded Elisha even much more than what came against them. That's the same thing with your life. They that are for you are more than they that are against you. Can you say amen? The devil will never win in your life. He will never win in your family. He will never win in your endeavors in the name of Jesus. Can you say amen, somebody? Verse 4, verse 4, let's read, want to go read, uh-huh, yes, uh-huh, mm-hmm. one of these days I'll talk about Abel and King's offering, but not today. By the way, let me just, I'll just say something very quickly here. What, why was Abel's offering more excellent than that of Cain? I'll tell you why. It is not that Cain offered the bad um, yams and the bad um, fruits from his farm. No. That's not what happened. And it's not that Cain offered the biggest one. That's not what the scripture says. Because that's what he told us on the school. He said that Abel offered the, the, the bad, the bad fruits. <laughs> and then Abel offered the best. No. That's not what the Bible says. What happened was this. Cain brought a bloodless sacrifice. Abel brought a lamb. You know what Cain? You know what Abel is telling God? Abel is telling God that I cannot pay for my sins. This animal take my sins will die in my place. Abel brought fruits and vegetables. Telling God I don't need blood sacrifice. By myself I can keep the law. By myself I am righteous. I don't need blood to pay for my sins. Bible says that God was insulted by Cain's offering. Why? Because when Adam and Eve sinned against God, remember, God was the one that went to find a lamb and slaughtered the lamb and took the skin of the lamb to wrap their nakedness. So God shed blood first and God taught them the principle of sin. But Cain refused to follow. And God even told him that a sin offering is at your door go and take it and use. He says, no. fruits and very tables. That's what I'll give to God. Bloodless sacrifice. That's, what, that's, that's the point. So i was that Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. Remember I told you two weeks ago that any time you don't see the need for the blood of Jesus Christ, you are insulting the spirit of grace. And you are calling Jesus' punishment and what he did nonsense and useless. That's what Cain did. Hello, somebody. Tell your neighbor, hello. Are you still here? Hope you're not thinking about the food in your house. (laughs) All right. It says, God is the find of his gift. And though he being dead, still speaks. Next verse. Verse 5. Let's move. Let's move. Read verse 5. want to go. Uh Uh-huh. He did not see that, uh-huh. He was not found. Why? Woo! Glory to God, uh uh-huh uh-huh why did he please god faith tell somebody faith tell somebody faith back to that enoch enoch walked with god so much in his life huh the guy who walked so him his life that one day he was just trekking trekking he just trekking to heaven <laughs> <laughs> and his brother say enoch where are you nobody saw him again why god took him that's the way some of us are going to leave this place Yes, not, every, not everybody is going to die. When Jesus comes back, some will be taking away our life, the Bible says. Some of us will be taking our life. So if Jesus comes back today, we did not die. We will just meet him in the air. That's what the Bible says. Hallelujah. And so, In our generation, I hope it will happen. Glory to God. Verse 6. Verse 6. Somebody say, everybody will die is not true. Not everybody will die. Verse 6. In fact, Elijah... The Bible tells us that he was also taken away into heaven. One day, the charge of fire picked him up. His body, spirit, and soul, everything went to heaven. Glory to God. He says, but now, read verse 6. We want to go now. Hold on, hold on. Read again. Is there any other way to please God than faith? Talk to me now. Is there any other way to please God than faith? yes or no answer now. Are you sure? Why? Because it is impossible. Impossible. There's no, there's no way in planet earth that you can please God without faith. Why? It says, for he who comes to God must believe that he is. So the first thing is, believe that God is. Is what? Whatever you need to be to you. He says, I am a God to you, whatever you need me to be to. He says, I am that I am. He is, I am. The same thing. Glory to God. So he is the actually I am. He says, and that is the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Tell somebody God is a rewarder. Tell other neighbor, God is a rewarder. God rewards faithfulness. God rewards diligence. He does. He does. Next verse, verse 7. Read, you want to go? Stop, stop, read again, want to go. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh-huh, how? Remember, during Noah's time, God told him that rain was going to fall and swallow the earth <laughs> just imagine with all the scientists with all the intellectuals and they see a guy just building a long boat long ship with woods and they asked noah what are you doing this for he said that rain is coming <laughs> they decided to laugh rain is coming joker because they've see seen rain happen before and then noah kept building for months for months kept building building he said "Noah, what are you doing he says rain is coming Rain is coming to drown the earth. Nobody believed him. Noah has never seen it happen before, but he walked by faith. Are you seeing that? And it happened as God told you. A day came. God says it's time to shut the door. Take all the animals, take your family, shut the door. I'm telling you, when the rain started, they thought it was a joke. The rain will soon stop. The rain will soon stop. You know I you are talking you. your house and thinking, the rain will soon stop. And the rain just continues. Continues. One day passed. Two days passed. Three days passed. Four days and you know If rain continues like that, it will start to rise. It will start to rise because no way for escape. Before you knew it, their house started to sink inside the water. They started looking for Noah. Noah said, I can't help you again. By faith, Noah became the heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. He became righteous by faith. Next verse, verse 8. Read, one to go. Uh huh. Uh huh. Just imagine, just imagine you are Abraham's father. And Abraham told you that, Daddy, God said I should leave your house. And I should leave your house that I'm not going to receive my inheritance in your house. And your father asked you, where are you going? He said, I don't know where I'm going to. Because God told him, leave your, your father's house, your mother's house. I will take you to a place. Just follow me. And the guy picked up his wife, picked up his cousin, and said to journey to a land that he does not know. To a land he does not know where he was going. How how could a man in his right senses, with all his wisdom, leave his house? And I ask him, where are you going? He say, I'm just driving. Where are you driving to? I don't know where I'm going, but I'm just driving. So, so who, who is driving you? God is driving me. He's driving me. And I'm just falling. If he says turn left, I turn left. If he says turn right, I turn right. That's fate. Tell somebody, that's fate. That's not foolishness. There's somebody, that's fate. Next verse, verse 9. Verse 9, read, want to go? Uh-huh. 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 This is the story of some of us today. We live in foreign lands. God tell us, leave where you, you are, leave your comfort zone, leave everything there, and move to a land, and just go there. Like, I remember when, one time, I was in, I think I was in Barcelona. Without that Barcelona or Spain. I was praying, and God said, "Move back to Yola. Hmm? Move back to Yola." He didn't say move back to Lagos or Abuja. He says Yola. This was 2016. God said, "Move back to Yola." The next, it, of course, I just when when God says something like that, better to just follow, because the repercussion you get, you'll be you'll be afraid of your of yourself. I just followed and came back to Yola. Before you know it, somebody say, "Why are you going back to Yola?" I don't know. What are you going to Yola? nothing, God said go back to Yola I went back to Yola not because I got a job employment somewhere, no not because somebody called me and said I will give you a contract, no, I came to Yola doing nothing, I came back, sat down sat down, going (laughs) by, and then before you listen, I'm telling you how to see. when you start following God in your life then you understand what life is the mistake that others will make, you will not make it then everything will be aligned and everything will start to make sense later guess what? Few months after, few months after, I reconnected back to my wife. With my wife today, hello, somebody. I'm telling you, that's how it happened. And from it has been from glory to glory. That's from glory to glory. Why? Because I followed God. I was directed by God. Sometimes, just imagine now, somebody gives you four offers, job employment. You have one one job from ATL, three hundred thousand, and that one from a uh, 200,000. two hundred. Another one from um, one tech company somewhere, they tell you 50,000. The other one, 70,000. What will you do? Most people, Let me tell you what most people will do. Select the one with 300,000 and go there. But well, is that where God wants you to go? Are you seeing that? That's where direction comes in. When you have options, you have four men that are coming after you. Then you are analyzing and dividing, multiplying, adding, and subtracting. Then you say, God, I wish I could remove this one and add to this one, soon, this one. Then take that one out, and move to this one. You are suffering and add. <laughs> Which one are you going to pick? Direction is needed. Faith is needed in this point in time. If you miss it here, you have missed it. It says by faith, they dwelt in lands of promise, foreign country, dwelling in tents. But God says, you are going to take over this city. Say, I'm taking over this city. It's not for everybody. If it's for you, say the boldness. We're taking over in the name of Jesus. Next, verse 10. Verse 10. Read one to go. Uh-huh. Listen, listen. Abraham was looking for a city that God is the one that built it. That's what he was looking for. He was looking for a spiritual country. That God is the is the builder, the foundation guy, and the builder and the maker is God. Next. Let's move. Read. one to go? Verse 11. Stop. Read again. One to go. Baliko and the Regesco. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. How do you remember Sarah's story? Sarah's story is a story of faith. Let me tell you why. Sarah had two, two medical conditions. Number one, she was barren. Number two, she has passed menopause. Number three, she has passed the age, 90. Menopause has passed. She was barren even before menopause stopped. Hmm? Now, two hopeless conditions. But the Bible says, by faith she received strength to conceive. Hallelujah. At 90 years old, the woman gave birth to a boy. Glory to God. And the boy was healthy, sound, and well. How did she do it? By faith. How did she do it? 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 How did she come? Next, verse 12. Verse 12, Want to go. Mm-hmm. Alamani. It's telling you about the story of Abraham after he gave it to Isaac. Now today, we call Abraham the father of all, of us all. Why? This one man that walked by faith, he bred many children like the stars in the skies, multitude. Now today, you can't even count the human beings in the world today. Whatever number you see is not true. God has some places that human beings are living, nobody have gone there before. Do you understand? Even when they do censorship, sometimes they don't count properly. But it's just an estimate of the number of human beings living in the world. But we are way more than 7 billion. Glory to God. Next verse 13. Want to go read? Some of you are waiting for screen, right? You don't have your Bible. I say verse 13. Want to go read? Let me tell you one very strange thing. Listen, I want go here, look at this. It says, these all died in faith, not having received the promises. Do you see that? Somebody say, this person died. He was believing God and died. He died not having received the promise. Doesn't mean that he didn't die in faith. Are you hearing that? All the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, that walked by faith, they died in faith. They did not receive the promise. What's the promise? Salvation. None of them got it, but they died in faith. They embraced them. In fact, they were assured of them. Embraced them, confessed them that they were strangers and pilgrims in the earth. We are strangers and pilgrims in the earth. We are ambassadors in the earth. Can you say amen? When you live in this world we are in the world but we are not of the world that means we don't belong here we came from a different country our city is from heaven can you say amen that's the city that Abraham was looking for whose builder and maker is God that's where we live today when you are born into Christ you are born into that country you are born into that city and you are a heritage of that of God's nation of God's country and your supply comes from that place where you live in the earth you are a stranger and you are a pilgrim hallelujah I said, hallelujah. That's the reason why what they fear, you don't fear. Say what they fear, I will not fear. Say what they fear, I will not fear. What they call a conspiracy, I will not call a conspiracy. That's what the Bible says. So we are pilgrims. Say I'm a pilgrim. Say I'm a stranger in the earth. You know what that means? It means you don't belong here. You're not from this place. Are you seeing that? So don't talk the way they talk. Don't think the way they think. Because you are not... I mean, imagine you go in a community and you're a stranger. They don't expect you to think like them because they know you're a stranger. That's the way you should live your life. Don't try to compromise. Don't compromise. Build your standard and stay that way because you are from a higher place. Can you say amen? Verse 14. 14. Stop. Read again. Want to go. Uh-huh. Are you seeing that? Next verse, fifteen. Sixteen. Are you seeing that, uh huh? Yes, uh huh. Mhm. Uh huh. Mhm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's only begotten son, uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hold on, hold on a moment. Let me tell you this interesting story. So God gave Abraham a son, Isaac, and then one day, God said to, to Abraham, God said, do you love me? He said, yes, of course. God said, okay, take your son, your only son whom you love. Your only son whom you love, he says, go and sacrifice him. Remember, before that time, God already said to Abraham that through your seed, the descendants of the earth will come. Are you following? So, God already told him that the nations will be given birth to through Isaac. Now, God is saying, Bring your Isaac and sacrifice the Isaac. Now, let me tell you, let me tell you, Abraham's mindset. Abraham's mindset was not that God is wicked, Abraham's mindset was not that, oh, this God is terrible. No. The Bible says that Abraham was confident. Why? Because he knows that God, who, he, even if he kills his son, God will bring him back to life. That was Abraham's mindset. So he was ready to cut the guy. He was ready to do it. And the Bible says Abraham did exactly as God told him. And guess what? The moment he got to that place, God says, stop. He says, "Not nah, no. Real. Yeah, real. Because you know why God stopped him? Do you know why God stopped Abraham? Because God has never sacrificed anything before. And a man is ready to sacrifice his own son. God has never sacrificed his own son before. And God told him to stop. God says, take that land, use it. And God says, this man has proved that I can do it too. And God gave up his own son, whom he loved for us all. He gave up Jesus Christ for us all today. And that's the reason why we enjoy our lives today, because of Jesus. That's the reason why, if you have not put your faith in Christ Jesus, you're wasting time. Because the days are coming, they're coming to close. Jesus has died more than 2,000 years. And the days are coming close. Praise God. That's why if you're here today and you have never put your faith in the wonderful name Jesus Christ, today is that day. Today, listen, don't say, Where, well, when I was a baby, uh, I was not sure. No, you've got to be sure that you're saved. It's not a gimmick. You've got to be sure. You've got to be sure. If an angel asks you, are you born again? You've got to be sure. You can't be guessing it. You've got to be sure. Because it's a serious thing. Because the Bible says that once shall a man die, Says the next is judgment. And we've all died in Christ once you're born again. You've died in Christ, so you'll never taste death again. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can you stand to your feet this morning? Stand to your feet this morning. Say. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you're here today, this morning, and you have never put your faith in Jesus Christ, today is your day. Wherever you are, I want you to place your hand on your chest. Wherever you are, place your hand on your chest. And all those of you that have your hands on your chest, can you come and beat me forward now? All those of you that put your hand on your chest, come and beat me forward. Quickly. Come, 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 come here. here. I surrender all to you. To you. If you put your hand on your chest, come and meet me. here. holding nothing.